What's up, you nerds? Welcome back to Yellow Spandex. This episode, we talk about Onward and how it's kicking butt in the digital release world. Also, Milan rumors, Black Widow rumors, uh, running out of things to watch on Netflix. Oh my God. Uh, Comics in trouble. Sonic deleted scenes. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder commentary reveals secrets. And also, CW returns the shows. They return the shows. All coming back to you right now on Yellow Spandex. All right. We're uh, back for quarantine edition number two. <laughs> I think after this, we'll just stop referencing it as a quarantine because this is going to be this way for a while. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what's up, everybody? Hope you're doing all right. Hope you're staying inside, staying healthy. Or if you have to go outside, you're being safe. And also, if you're required to for your job, thank you for your service. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, we thought that there would be like not a whole lot of things to talk about as the weeks went along, but man, I mean things just keep keep evolving. <laughs> Josh had something he wanted to bring up for the comic book stuff. Um, I brought up the idea on our RKBC's last live stream. Uh, there's murmurs. I don't know how much made national news, but there's rumors around Hollywood and LA that uh, Mulan and Black Widow might be hitting digital sooner than we thought. Mm-hmm. We talk a little bit about that. Um, and then just a couple other, you know, just like little hearsays here and there. But yeah, with the streaming stuff. Um, so supposedly, Onward made a stupid amount of money on VOD the first day. That's nice. crazy. I, I mean, I didn't. I knew it was going to happen. I don't know what that number was necessarily. Um, if they, if they uh, released the number, then I didn't see it. I just know that like the couple people that um, I know that work over at Disney were like the execs saw a number that made them rediscuss Mulan being digital. <laughs> and uh, I think the thing was maybe even bring the price point up a little bit mm-hmm. because um, Onward was 20 bucks to buy it, which I think most people think is fair, but also was it spent a week or two in theaters. Um, so they might try to justify since Mulan never got to be in theaters, it might be a 25 or $30 purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's expensive, but I think for uh, most people who are going to see that movie, like, uh, well, I don't know. I say I was going to say it's kid related, but it, it is and it isn't. Like, I, I'm assuming like if you and uh, your family was going to go see it, the even thirty bucks would be cheaper seeing it at home than uh, paying you, tickets for each kid. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And going out and getting snacks and driving, trying to find parking in Burbank and all that stuff. Um, Especially in LA and Burbank, yeah, it's just. I mean, the rest of the country probably has, what, like $9, $7 ticket sales, depending on where you're at. Like, out here in L.A., it's just, it's, what, like 14 usually, you know? I think, I think that's pretty standard, unless it's a cheap theater. I bought tickets for my parents to see Blinded by the Light in Kokomo, Indiana, and mm. I think it was, like, 10 bucks or something. And then when I got a matinee, it was, like, 7 bucks or something, you know? Yeah. There's, um, like, no matinees here, though. It's really weird. Like yeah, matinee I, I think, is just regular price. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I've been to early showings, but there wasn't a different pricing because yeah, I, the demand is just high enough. You know, this is clearly a movie town, so definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. So um, yeah, so I don't know. Like I'd hate to see Mulan go to digital, especially because of like this is the one besides Jungle Book, like live action remake of a Disney film that I think most people were like, this one will work in the theater too. Would have been solid yeah you know because i think everybody was skeptical about everything else like lion king beauty and the beast and all that stuff mm-hmm. and this one was just like the story and everything was just like just set up to be more of an action like live action you know remake and everything also remake is like kind of loose in this because just judging by the uh trailer and the the characters they bring up it doesn't look like it's based on like 
the Mulan cartoon. It looks like it's based on like the Mulan like legend. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they tried to go for with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly, I mean, this is all up in the air. Uh, I sent Josh a link to put in the show notes um, for um, the link to a channel called Beyond the Trailer. They did a little breakdown. Um, I think she does a good job of kind of like doing like an overall, like an overview of outside of just trying to get it out there, the re- like kind of financial and political reasons that Disney's doing, uh, thinking about doing that. Because there's whole this whole thing about stocks and shareholders and hostile takeovers and stuff like that. And it's just, it's it's interesting. And also, I guess Onward doing so well was like kind of like a uh, example of how this could work, you know. Mm-hmm. And then supposedly, if they decide to go with Mulan and it does well, then Black Widow might go digital too, depending on how long this whole um, social dis or they renamed it physical distancing <laughs> is is more accurate. A friend Sig Neutron. Had said like it should be called physical distancing, not social distancing. We're being more social than ever online. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> looks like somebody was listening. <laughs> but um, yeah, once again, it would suck that to have Black Widow debut online. But you know what? Like, I, especially if if uh, most people I've heard talk about the like movie theaters in general is that even at like the best case scenario, it probably won't remain. T- it won't probably won't return to a sense of normality until maybe uh like a year or so you know at least maybe more just getting you know like not just audiences but like studios releasing stuff and everything you know mm-hmm. um but and just how it affected the schedule i mean fast and furious has already pushed back a year you know we talked about that last week yeah um but at the same time it's like i am kind of you know there's <laughs> I, I, I you know we're almost a month into this like not quite like a few weeks but almost a month and uh, I've already seen jokes from people saying they've watched everything on Netflix. And I know that's not like everything, but probably everything mm-hmm. they were interested in. Yeah. And we've hit a point where like new productions have stopped. <laughs> so if this goes on even for like another six months, uh, there's just going to be, there's going to be a need for new content, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Oh man. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I, how do you guys feel about both those movies, specifically Black Widow, like going straight to digital? You know, I'd rather see it than not see it, but, uh, I know I'm I'm a theater guy like I just love being in the theater you know I like especially when we when we go to the uh what's the one in Burbank that uh the 16 really nice or the, or the, the oh the Dolby theater. the Dolby, Dolby one Digital. you know it shakes you know it's fun but same here like it's that both of those movies are supposed to be seen in the theater like if you ever go to a test screening of something that's one of the questions they'll ask you is is this something you would watch at home is this something you would watch in the theater? And that's a big deal. And even just thinking about these two movies being like a digital release on demand or something like that is just so, I don't know, anticlimactic. Yeah, especially since we've been talking this up for I don't know how long. Oh, man. It is wild how the timing worked out, though, right? Because, like, the not first phase, but like the Infinity Saga like ended. Mm-hmm. And we had this clean break, right? Of like the next era of Marvel, and then all this stuff happens, right? You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just odd that like it's weird timing that it wasn't like the second movie or something. You know, it's like right before the first one of this next chapter, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like I don't know. It in a way it could redefine kind of how the MCU works. You know, because they might not be able to do some of the Disney Plus stuff for a while. I mean, I I kind of agree with Josh when he said previously about like you know it probably won't be like a straight year of just lockdown you know but it, it'll 
like I'm guessing like some of these productions and stuff where they can control who's there will slowly start coming back in, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, like those Disney Plus shows are, you know, they're already on hold hold for like what a couple of months at least, you know. Yeah. Um. So, but having these big theatrical releases like Black Widow that are already, I don't actually I don't know. Is it, are any other theatrical releases done as far as shooting? Like, probably. I would have to look back. I but thought you, Eternals was done, but I'm not sure. Gotcha. I, I think I remember them saying or us saying it was done filming. But you gotta you gotta wonder even if like let's just say like things get to a tolerable point where it's just, they're just you know just like okay people can go out you just gotta like be competent right which I don't have a whole lot of faith in the American public about <laughs> that but, but let's just say best case scenario we can start going to theaters again but they don't pack them out you know, on purpose they you know like social stuff just kind of changes the norm changes we don't have to necessarily be at home all the time. Um, but what if people just like, you know, like kind of already got the taste for the at home releases in general, but specifically for the MCU, you know, it's like, it's kind of like involuntarily set this era of the MCU into like a vibe already, you know, with the very first film. Yeah. Yeah. Like enjoy from home. I guess the plus side is we'll see all those, uh, theory videos way sooner because they'll be able to capture all the stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already started the next phase though with, with Spider-Man, didn't we? Or is that the end of the last one? I, we just finished phase four, right? Yeah. Well, I so I I read I, I see I really want Endgame in my heart to be like the end of the Infinity Saga. Yeah, that's what I um, thought. But I guess officially, Spider Man: um, Far From Home was the epilogue. So it was part of the previous phase. Okay. Yeah, I, I I was like, oh, that hurts me to think about. But I guess yeah, it makes sense. You know, you read a big novel and it's like, by the way, these you know. <laughs> Well, you read Lord of the Rings, and the last like third of the book is just them dealing with it afterwards, you know. Yeah. So, so I guess this is kind of something similar, but you know, I was thinking the other day, this is kind of a shame. To I mean, all of it's a shame because the virus and people dying and economy tanking, all this stuff. But as far as the movies go, superhero movies, like this was kind of going to be the year of like the uh, female superheroes, right? You know, like Wonder Black, Woman, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, mm. Mulan. You know, Ain't like girl. It, oh, I, I didn't know about that coming out. And then, you know, even like the Eternals, you know, had like the Angelina Jolie and stuff yep. thing going on. Oh, yeah. It, it, and then she's like, nope. <laughs> nah. Um, But who knows? I don't know. I'm still, even if it's at home, I'm still excited about, you know, Vince mentioned Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman and Black Widow and stuff. Yeah. I think besides the quality of like audio and stuff, I might, if there was an MCU film to go to home release, I think Black Widow is a, Good, like it's one of the better ones for me because spy films for, for some reason is really hard for me to like keep track of what's going on you know mm-hmm. and so if I can watch it at a better pace at home that might actually help me understand the story better <laughs> instead of waiting a day you can watch two. it a couple times yeah yeah you know what I would do actually I just have been sitting here thinking about it it's like which one of my friends has a theater because one of my friends <laughs> like a has nice has theater. like theater <laughs> seats with a big screen like huge screen i know one of them has it <laughs> that's where you go like if they do they do all come out on digital you just take them over to your your friend that has the uh you know theater in the basement and you watch them there X, that way you still get the experience i think when x-men 3 came out um i think we were back i think it was right after school had ended at some point in time and uh, I had actually went to Best Buy and bought a surround system nice. just so that we could watch 
the ones beforehand. <laughs> and so I set them all up and had my friends come over and we watched the first one and the second one. And then uh, after, and then we went and drove and watched the third one. And uh, then when we got back, I packaged the thing back up and dropped it back off at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That reminds, oh. reminds me of my uh, freshman or sophomore year. I can't remember of college. Uh, maybe it was fresh. No, sophomore year. I don't know. One of the years during interterm. So where Josh and I went to college at January, there were there weren't official not like there weren't regular classes like that was mm. usually the winter break. But if you chose to stay on campus, the they would essentially kind of give you, you'd have to pay for room and board, but they would give you like one class basically for free. Like you didn't have to pay tuition, but it could also like if you played it right, most people like me, we did a lab science so that you wouldn't have to take like two, like a two or three day class, a week class, you know, during the regular school year. Yeah. And you could just concentrate on it in January. So during that month, I remember um, a, a group of us who loved the movie Moulin Rouge, we would sneak into the science building every night. And then we would just use their, it, it was meant to be for presentations, but it was basically a theater for us, you know. There it is. <laughs> and then, and uh, we we do that. And then, of course, you know, it was like, you know, I, you know Josh knows my uh, college girlfriend. Like we were, you know, it was, it was a time to, to be college students without without people watching. I'll put it that way. <laughs> but um, that I remember uh, one day, like, I think it was towards the end of the month. We'd watched it every night, you know, with the, our group of friends f- for probably three weeks in a row or something and then one night we just saw the bulb explode in the, in the projector you know oh. and we were young enough to not n- completely know that like bulbs wear out in projectors you know so we were like shit so we just packed up and like went and never came back so never knew i'm assuming they just replaced the bulb you know it's a, it's a school i you know i paid them like 25 grand a year so they can afford a bulb yeah but, <laughs> but they um, probably would have dinged you for it had they like actually knew and it was known it was you you know for sure yeah, yeah definitely i i mean i think so the thing is, we snuck into this window we left open all the time. So it, it was a whole like Ocean's Eleven like setup. Like during the day, whoever had class that day would like unlatch the back window, and then after hours, when it was like midnight or later, you know, we'd all sneak in through the side window because we could you know pull it open. Also, <laughs> that's how you know how old we are that they had windows that could slide open, <laughs> you know, and stuff. But I think even once, I won't name them out here, but like somebody both Josh and I knew was like one of the campus security and he even caught us once and we were just like, screw off. And then he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He just wasn't somebody many people respected. Um, So it was a really (laughs) bad job for him. But um, I don't know. So you should be campus security. No one respects you. (laughs) It's funny because, you know, speaking of getting dinged, like this is a little anecdotal story, but uh, when I, when me and Josh finally graduated, um, so I'm the first person in my family lineage to graduate from high school and college. And so it was a big deal for my parents. They were there, you know, at graduation day. And we opened up that box with my diploma in it. And there was no diploma. There was a note saying that I owed like $10 to the library. <laughs> and uh, the best part was I didn't know $10 to the library. It was a clerical error. And so my whole family was there and we got to take a picture with an empty box. And I think we photoshopped it in later, like in the middle of the week when I was able to like get the actual diploma. Jeez. Oh, I love you college. Yeah. I I did. I did genuinely love the college, but that was like one of the uh, sore points. (laughs) I did not love the college, but you know, it was really funny on my end. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I still had a credit left and they gave me my diploma. (laughs) Yeah. It's, there was, uh, especially with the arts majors and stuff, there was a few different friends, Josh included, that oh, the, I was, there was always like one straggling credit or something. You know? So that's why yeah. it was so important that people plan their stuff out from their freshman year. 
Um, I mean, Josh joined in a little bit later, so that was probably a little bit more difficult for you to map <laughs> out. But because there were some well, classes that only certain semesters would meet, you know. And I actually like bit. I fully intended to just take it during the summer, and uh -huh. uh, I actually never took it. <laughs> I have the diploma signed, sealed by the president. I'm like, I don't know if this is legally binding. I'm not sure, but I got the diploma. I'm going <laughs> to guess there's a good chance that if they issued you a diploma, someone in the office also clicked the button saying that you graduated. You know, Here's the thing. Here, Here's the thing. And I, I, this story is getting too long already, but mm -hmm. Angie had the same class she was missing. Yeah. And they didn't give her her diploma. I remember and that. she, I love my wife. But she literally walked in there and was like, Josh got his diploma. Why didn't I get mine? And so wow. the lady's like, you've got to bring that back. And I'm like, sure will. And uh -huh. I never yeah. did. It was probably for like advanced walking or something, wasn't it? No, it was just, it was science. It was like oh, a, okay. it was oh, like so a lab science. Yeah. Yeah, man. Those lab sciences. I took, it was, it said ecology, mm -hmm. but really what it was is we volunteered to plant trees for 12 hours a day. Nice. I think the worst lab science to do over that break. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving forward. Uh, so we talked about um, the digital releases that might happen, Mulan and Black Widow, that are very tentative right now. Like, there's only been, like, industry, um, not insiders, but, in, like, people in the industry, specifically at Disney and stuff, talking about the possibility of meetings, you know? But mm -hmm. it's still kind of, like, you know, uh, a big news because, like, I, Disney never considered that before, right? Or, I mean, if they did, it wasn't, like, serious they weren't like oh yeah we're totally gonna put mulan on apple movies you know yeah um for a theatrical release but now it's like we really need a little get that little cash flow in there and so if you're if you want to know more about that uh beyond like you know just making getting a release schedule on schedule uh that beyond the trailer video that i linked to josh like she does a good like kind of like financial breakdown and like how all that stuff works you can check that out but uh josh brought up um uh when we were recording his uh, starting a record label podcast, that um, there's the comic book, the comic book distribution um, is stopping. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big, big ordeal. Until now, April, I, right? No, it's it's it, what they said, and I'll, I'll see. I'll see if I can actually pull it up here in a second. Or maybe I, um, I read but, it a long time ago, so it might have been April at one point. Well, here's the deal. Comic book stores are actually uh, still, at least here in L.A., are actually still able to sell. Um, what they do is they just have, like, curbside pickup, I think it is, or something like that. I saw, like, my favorite is House of Secrets in Burbank, and uh, they they were constantly posting stuff on their Instagram like they usually do. Like, hey, we're still here. Hey, if you need something, you know, let us know. Come get your pull list, whatever it is. And uh, I was like, oh, well, you know, at least they, you know, can do a little bit of something here and there. But what happened is... Diamond Distributors is the pretty much only distributor for comic books. They're like a monopoly. The comic book industry kind of has been, it's a shaky industry if you own like a comic book store. Um, so already, you know, this could kill a lot of comic book stores. Yeah. But the Diamond Distributors came like last week and were like, hey, uh, we're just going to cancel all of our shipments for the foreseeable future. <laughs> and I was like, man, what, what's the foreseeable future? Uh, I was even watching Kevin Smith's uh, Fat Man Beyond or Fat Man on Batman, whatever he wants to call it now. But um, uh, sorry, I hear you guys' helicopter in the background. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and I was watching to hear helicopters now because there are none. And then yeah. every once in a while there's one. I'm like, is that a lifeline for somebody? Or, or like I'll hear a jet and I'm like, wait a minute. Someone's flying somewhere. What's going on? <laughs> but anyway, um, so the, the comic book distributor uh, was basically like, you know, we don't know when we're going to start, you know, doing this again if we do. And Kevin Dang. Smith was talking to Mark Bernardin, his like co-host. And Mark Bernardin had all the information. And he just laid it out and was like, hey. Oh, by the way, this happened. This happened this week. And uh, Kevin Smith, you could see his face go, what? And like, and you'd see him turn as like, that's going to like kill co some comic book stores. I mean, to be honest, that could stop ours. Like if there's nobody delivering comic books. Right. And the industry is already, especially like Marvel and DC, because they have like the direct, like uh, Marvel has Marvel Unlimited and DC has the DC Universe. Uh, you could already read almost every single comic book possible On, online right? Yeah. online and they were even talking about like it back you know i don't know 100 percent if this is true but there's rumors that they were talking about releasing comic books digital first kind of like that they do with movies now you can't get you you can download or buy a movie a month before you can get it on blu-ray yeah, DC does that. Um, I just finished the Mortal Kombat X comic book series. Mm -hmm. and at the end of every single issue, it was like digital first, and it had a bunch of like Batman, Superman comics and stuff that it, mm -hmm. I guess went first on digital. Yeah. Mm. And that's bad for the industry that kind of, you know, brought them up. You know, mm. it's, it's ridiculous to me that they would even do that. Well, it's kind of like they pulled the plug on all of them. Yeah, Basically. I mean, there's a myriad of things that it can come to, you know. Um, there's no way they can get distribution that fast. Well, the thing is, the comic books, it's like uh, it's like three months out. So they got all this stuff printed somewhere, you know, or at least there's a large amount of things that are ready to go printed. They just don't want to ship it right now, obviously, because of the COVID-19 stuff. But I just, I don't know what's going to happen for the comic books you know, comic book stands anymore. I feel like the Marvel and DC will be fine because they'd probably be okay with just going all digital mm -hmm. and only releasing like trades or something, which is trade. Trade is just like, you know, paperback of like right. 10, 10 comics. <laughs> yeah. And so I did see that DC is continuing. Yeah. I don't, it's well, all the, all the majors are continuing to publish. just not print. Right. Is that the idea? Well, I think, I think only They're, like Image uh, and IDW, I think, stopped. It's just they're, publishing. They're not even going to publish right now. Like, they're just like, hey, we're waiting. Because one of their big oh. things is actually shipping to, like, to stores. Mm -hmm. So uh, they postponed Free Comic Book Day, obviously. Um, yeah. IDW suspends their May releases. Um, and then what happened yesterday or the day before here. Um, Diamond halts payment to comic book publishers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, that's interesting. Exactly. So it's another thing where like co there's cash flow issues between you know the stores and Diamond and then Diamond and the publishers. So it's kind of like Dark Horse. I just see that Dark Horse suspended their digital releases until Diamond reopens. So there's one good thing that I heard about, and it was from the local comic book store that I used to go to when I was back in in Valparaiso, Indiana, where I'm from. Uh, Galactic Greg's uh, rest in peace <laughs> rest in peace Greg um, but they had 
I guess, partnered with a, a place called Comic Hub. And basically, everything that you buy digital through Comic Hub is going to be sent to you after it's able to be sent. That's cool. Oh, interesting. So I was like, actually wondering about that. If digital comics, if I could type in a referral code, you know, like say if I'm on, a, you know, DC Unlimited or whatever or something, if I could just be like, you know, this is my home store, if they could get like a small cut or something, you know? Yeah. And I think that's basically what they're doing. Because, so uh, that's one way that they could, with comic mm-hmm. books, you know, some comic book stores still you know, get them some money. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have to say, though, this is also, that, I mean, that's terrible, but at the same time, like, I don't know if there's other mediums left that have this transition, but I feel like one of the earliest, if not the first ones that had a, that had the digital transition was music, right? Yeah. We went from, like, all the physical product to all of a sudden it's uh, iTunes, and now it's not not even iTunes, it's streaming, and and then um, video got that way, you know, like, we're, we're, me and Vince are, like, in the middle of the YouTube community, and they're like, oh, my God, what happened to our CPMs and ads and stuff? I was like, listen, guys, this happened 10 years ago in music, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now comic books, you know, and books are kind of doing the same thing. And I guess it took longer because people still love touching the books, you know, and stuff. Um, but now this whole virus thing has kind of forced everybody mm-hmm. um, to, to go this direction. And um, I... I, it sucks, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm interested in seeing which ones come up with the creative um, way of surviving. Like, if you listen to the Starting Record Label podcast, um, I was on with Josh. Um, I don't know when you're posting that one, but... I already posted it. Okay, cool. So I guess Josh can link that <laughs> in here. We kind of said, like, this is like a little bit of a harsh statement to make, but at the same time, it's kind of true. It's like the people who are going to survive are going to survive anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, and in, in the set, not, not in the virus sense, in the business sense of things, right? Because, like... You know, these are the times where it's like, okay, well, if you if you were motivated to keep going, you're going to find a way to make it work, right? Yeah. And so I'm thinking like comic book shops. So a friend of ours, um, Ruthann, she does marketing and sales at um, Aftershocks Comics, right? It's a smaller comic book. You know, they, they probably don't have any household names under their um, umbrella uh, as far as the characters and stuff. But great comics. I've read a bunch of them. Uh, you know, they've kind of transitioned into since they're not able to publish either they're transitioned into doing like these live stream interviews with the authors and stuff and i know that's not a comic book shop but i'm just kind of wondering like you know social or physical distancing doesn't mean like you can't breathe the air outside but like you know like phil defranco he films his youtube show at his office but he's the only one that shows up at the office every day so kind of like it limits or completely like eliminates any other contact that he'd have you know so you just got to wonder, like, if those shops that are sitting there, if, like, if that could be a cool backdrop for a really geeky owner to finally start that YouTube channel or something, you know, mm-hmm. just something interactive, something to keep, you know, your audience there. Because, you know, like all of us know in the music industry, it's like we can't release an album every day or a song every day and an album every month. So we've always had to keep like audiences like on our page in between all the releases, you know. So maybe this is going to be one of those like things where like comic book stores maybe something creative comes out of it the youtube thing comes to mind just because we're in the middle of that but like yeah there's there's somebody in that industry that's get that's going to be creative with it hopefully and maybe start something that may be better for all of us you know and then hopefully the physical prints can come back when all this blows over Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know like if you know the people that go into comic book stores and actually they collect you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's a different definitely a different Thing that has outlasted this kind of digital you know run mm-hmm. they might be they might be subscribed to either read old stuff or subscribe to read stuff they don't want to actually purchase maybe mm-hmm. but they're 
I don't see them actually, you know, moving straight to digital or whatever. So I don't know. I feel like it's not gonna it's not gonna completely kill everything because there's a lot of doom, you know, doom and gloom, you know, sayers out there or whatever. So I feel like it might pick back up after a while, depending on if they can get some of those loans and other stuff that goes around. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. All that being said, if you're a small business owner and you're listening to the podcast, go look up the stimulus stuff that's happening literally right now. Yeah. For your business and stuff, because they have everything for freelancers and small businesses and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. all you need to do is have proof of like payroll and all that stuff. If you weren't running your company legitimately, then that's out of my hands. But, <laughs> but like, you but know, if you had, it you, could possibly be the bailout you need, or or at least the help, you know. Mm. and stuff because like if the big companies are getting bailouts you certainly should if you've been running a mom and pop for you know decades or something it's yeah. in there in that bill um but also like you know hopefully to use that to be a little creative with things you know like i mean like i said i'm just, i'm still kind of on this like live stream youtube like mindset so like mm. let's just say i don't I, i'm gonna be honest i haven't been in a dedicated comic book shop to buy comic books in a long while but i'm imagining for that crew if you have your regulars and all that stuff you know oh, yeah. like I mean, even if you just had like a YouTube channel that had that, that each video was hosted by like a different employee who was geeking out over different recommendations or something. I mean, I, to me, that would be like wildly entertaining. Right. You know, I think um, I know the one Galactic Greg's and definitely has that like they have people that are like hosting um, mm. stuff on Facebook Live, hopes putting stuff on YouTube. I don't think a lot of places are. Uh, I know that I know that House of Secrets in Burbank does a little bit here and there. Maybe not a lot of in-depth stuff, but they're, they're at least kind of like they have been for the last year or two. Like, hey, look at this is what we got in this week. Hey, guys, this or that, you know, like at least trying to keep some some stuff going. I just don't, you know, racking my brain to try to think about, like, how they could involve people more. I mean, right now, everything's just you know, it's going to be shut down for even new stuff with the exception of like Marvel and DC, I guess. So, yeah, I don't know. It's this whole next. I don't know year i guess the rest of this year is gonna show us what how it reshaped uh, society <laughs> yeah, and you never know maybe some people could you know maybe some places will close down and maybe some people will be like you know what i want to open up a comic book store you know and <laughs> maybe they buy the old one who knows so here's to hoping that you know here's yeah. to hoping that there's still stuff in the future it's definitely not going to be without casualties and that's kind of sad yeah um, as for a lot of industries you know like one of our subscribers on our sunday live stream said that their daughter owns a tattoo shop and they're like, they're not going to survive it, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause they said, even, even like if this magically all like gets cured tomorrow, the stigma around like health related industries, you know, like tattoos is not like a medical industry, but it's health related in the fact that you, you know, you want them to be sterile and all that stuff, you know, like just like the idea and everything is kind of like killed. Like their, their specific store. I'm assuming a lot of similar, you know, tattoo shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. It won't kill the industry. I mean, it'll be there, but yeah. these individual shops just don't have, you know, like tattoo shops are notorious. I can't think of like a, a many or any national chains that are tattoo parlors and stuff. So like them, comic book shops and stuff, you know, like these ones are like they're all mom and pop, right? Yeah, for the most part, yeah, they're so all like privately uh, owned. Or when I, mean, I was uh, watching that Kevin Smith, uh, Batman Beyond thing, they all they usually do, they usually do it like once a month at the Scum and Villainy bar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had the owner there, too, with them. And it's, like, all dark. It's just, like, them, like, four or five people there. And uh, the owner's like, yeah, it's going to be, like, 700 bucks a day just for rent. And we have nobody here. And, like, mm-hmm. it could kill us, you know. So I guess kind of 
fortunately, not it's not fortunate, but like I guess the the little bit of silver lining in these situations is since it's affecting the entire world, um, it's a lot more plausible to ask for some help. In, you know, in those cases, like um, what was I say? Oh, like I've been calling my credit card companies, right? And mm-hmm. they already know what I I'm gonna ask, right? And one of my credit cards didn't. I didn't even have to call them. They emailed me and said like, we're just like not gonna that we're gonna set your balance due to zero for the next two and a half months oh crazy like, oh okay cool it's i think student like, loans are the same way yeah they're supposed to like let up on them for a little while or something i think they're locked at uh, whatever they are right now gotcha. they won't they won't accrue interest even though even even if you aren't paying so right yeah. i think that's the like the the like the least amount of not at least uh that's like the least they could do right yeah you know is like lock interest at the very least you know <laughs> um but you know like Hopefully they get this like renters thing sorted out because like, you know, homeowners are like not paying mortgage right now and stuff, at least in California. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. So they're ho- hoping the trickle down effect works. They've seen like different friends like ask their landlords and their landlords offer to just be like, don't worry about rent until after the summer, you know, and then we'll work it out then. Till after the summer. Holy crap. Dang. Yeah. Well, I think the, one of the ones somebody posted their letter. It's funny. They tried to black out the names of the apartment complex and they just didn't do it very well. You can like read straight through. <laughs> thing. But like they, they said that they called their landlord and left a message about like trying to work out something with rent. And then the letter they got back was like, wash your hands and don't worry about it until July. Nice. You know? and, so, and so like that some of them are just completely forgiving it for a couple of months. And some of them are just like, we'll work out something else, you know, like increasing uh, rent by a couple hundred bucks. Dang, I wish after. my landlord would do that. Man. <laughs> I mean, now's the the time to either ask or propose it or something, just because they might be forced to here in a little bit, right? Because it's not law yet, but like, I think, I forget, if, I forget if it was the New York governor, the California governor, like, had specifically, had specifically said, like, it's not li- illegal yet, but it's good business practice, because if, your tenants aren't able to pay and you force them to you may not you're probably not going to be able to get a new tenant in this current climate true that yeah if it goes more than the two months i feel like it they would have to because i even people who have like saved their money still have you know overhead and whatever they're paying each month well that's, that's the thing is like at least in la i think they've frozen utility payments for the most part like you know, like water and electricity or something, or they won't, at least they won't shut you down. Right. Yeah. Um, good. and stuff. So like, unless you're a business that's supposed to be running, that's funny. The, the, uh, mayor of LA was like, we're shutting power and water off <laughs> to non-essential <laughs> businesses or freeze to close. <laughs> uh, I'm actually looking at the house of secrets, uh, Instagram right now. And apparently they cannot do curbside pickup anymore. Mm, uh, they can said, said that they're going to do shipping. Uh, they can do shipping and that's legal. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I guess that's shut down too. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense because we're not supposed to be outside unless it's to get food or med- like medicine, you know? Yeah, right. Like, uh, did you, Josh? Have you seen what the fine is in LA? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I there's know, people everywhere, though. I mean, it's the reason I said that was because in Maryland they just announced it's going to be like I think like a five thousand dollar fine or twenty nine days in jail or something like that. Yeah, you know, if you're out there, not to say they're going to arrest every single person or whatever. But like, it makes sense that like uh, a shop wouldn't be able to do curbside anymore if they have that kind of thing, and you know. Yeah. Um. But like, you know, shipping. I guess it's not ideal. Obviously, like if something comes out that day, you want to get it as soon as you can. Mm. But hopefully, 
you know, I don't know. Hopefully it's like the best, you know, like option given the circumstances. Absolutely. And, you know, once again, the only thing that kind of makes it a little bit better is that everybody's under the same. Like there's not really an exception in this, right? Especially in the States right now. So it's not like you're the only one that's not getting the release on the right day, right? Yeah. To everybody. It's just it's also it's just weird too because people are like in lines for everything for like you know supermarket or wherever it else. Like I went to Home Depot the other day because you know something had broken our house, like our faucet had broken. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I got to get something to fix it, so I went there and there's like lines of people outside there waiting to go inside. So it's like uh, doing yeah. anything, doing anything puts you in some kind of you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just uh, I, I I was ordering a bunch of stuff on Amazon. Just to like kind of make the home office situation a little mm. bit better, and it's like, man, first world problems. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm used to Amazon Prime being like two days, three days max or whatever. Sometimes two hours. Yeah. And now like the best window was like two weeks. I'm like, yep. And most of the stuff is a month out. I'm like, it's fair. It's just not great. <laughs> well, it made everything better, you know. And when you could ship stuff, you know, to your house, like, hey, dude, I'll just get this from here, you know. Like, oh yeah. crap. <laughs> I will say though some of the um, n- not local but like smaller businesses, I've maybe I should have been doing this from the get go, but I'm going to them before Amazon now because I know Amazon's so inundated. Um, like there's some I don't want to say smaller businesses, but like stores that aren't Amazon that I can mm-hmm. order online. Yeah, and they'll they'll you know I I guess they just don't have highest volume, so they're able to ship and real. I think they only delayed about like a day or something. Yeah, right. They're like oh because of the. Res- the current state of the world we have to delay things by a day i was like hey that's fine with me because amazon's gonna get it to me in three weeks <laughs> yeah one yeah. of my friends had sent me something saying like hey this place normally uh ships uh toilet paper and bath stuff to uh motels and because motels aren't being used right now they have a lot of this inventory you know they'll get it to you in four days so it's like oh that's nice you know if i need like, the the thing that sucked about it was like oh ordering this is gonna be a hundred bucks like dang it <laughs> that yeah. toilet paper and everything else you know i guess the plus side is it's not like you're not gonna use it right that's true yeah. and it's gonna be a lot It'll be like oh we're good for the next year yeah <laughs> <laughs> this christmas everybody's getting cases of toilet paper <laughs> yeah i buy in bulk Real I'm just bulk. joking, Brady. Now, but uh, I hope it's the better kind of TP because usually <laughs> those like cheaper hotels, it's like that single ply goes right through your hand kind of oh. deal. Yeah, you might as well be just wiping with your hand. <laughs> People gotta start learning how to use water. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess since we kind of delved into the coronavirus stuff a little bit again, I was wanting to bring up, and I think I put this link in the previous show notes too, or not the previous. The we had to split the session up for various reasons in the previous one. Um, so John Krasinski started a YouTube channel called some hmm. good news. Oh, uh, um, yeah. If you haven't watched it, highly recommended right mm-hmm. now. There's only a trailer and a first episode up, but, um, it's the way that celebrities should have been doing YouTube to begin with. Right. Yeah. Cause I think Will Smith is probably a great guy. I think I worked for him once or twice, or at least his family, um, cause they're from the Philly area, but his YouTube channel is like the least relatable thing ever. Mm-hmm. It, it it's what and like Jennifer Lopez is like she, they all started YouTube channels but it was like you appear in YouTube channels that you have teams working on yeah and John Krasinski is clearly self-produced he may I don't know if he hired an editor or something mm-hmm. um, but like his daughters did like the logo behind his head and stuff and but what I love about it besides it being self-produced you can tell he's discovering the joy of producing it as it's happening mm-hmm like he had Steve Carell, spoiler, he had Steve Carell on to celebrate the 15th anniversary of Office. Mm. 
um, and they're both figuring out how to use Zoom. And Steve Carell's wife like figures it out, but she's like a mom, and she's like, "Hey, okay, this, this is where you go." And then she gets out of frame, and they left it in the cut because it was so cute. <laughs> and and then you could see both of them just smile very quickly because they're like, "Oh, hey, we're doing this. We're doing a live stream. Is this what live streaming is?" <laughs> and uh, it it was just cool because he highlighted good news from around the world, but not even like big good news. He went on Twitter and just asked like his fan base, like everybody, tell me some good things that happened to you today. Yeah. And they highlighted those news things. There was one girl that went to her like last chemo treatment, mm. and her uh, street was able to do like a socially distanced like welcome home parade. Yeah, <laughs> you know their cars on the road and stuff. And then he actually had her on through a <laughs> through Zoom or something to interview. Yeah, and it was just like, man, this whole thing just feels good, right? It and was a good show. I mean, it's only like fifteen minutes too, so it's kind of nice to watch. Well, it. that was pretty much the whole thing right there. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you can watch it because they they feature some other clips and stuff, but it's it's really cool. Like, um, so de have, you know, definitely recommend whatever that channel is gonna come out with because he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of really reinforces like I feel like that's his brand, him, mm -hmm. and I feel like he gets he gets mixed up a lot with uh, Zach Riley Levi. I feel like they have like a similar body oh. structure and face, gotcha. and uh, they're about the same age, I think, too, and so. The, those two dudes, they just, to me, they just seem to like exude like kindness, you know, <laughs> or just they yeah, seem yeah. like mm -hmm. it. You never know for sure, but like it's kind of cool. We had a friend that did some music for, um, I'm going to say one of John's movies, but he's only really done one thing that you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they kind of reflected that. They were just like, no, he was really cool, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I Actually, at the very least, I didn't hear like, Oh man, they were a dick to work for, because uh, I have heard that from that same person about other directors. Yeah, and so or a lot of people in Los yeah. Angeles. <laughs> Gosh, but uh, even just to have something out there that's not ignoring the bad news, but at least balancing the news so it's not just always doom and gloom, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I mean, that, maybe that's another thing for the comic book stores to do. Maybe you could be like, uh, not you specifically, but like if you're a comic book. Um, shop out there that can't be in business. Maybe you could do something that's just, if not on video, on Twitter or something, just updating on like the cool things that are happening, you know, in the midst of the comic world or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not enough into that industry to know like what, how that works. But well, uh, for TV shows, apparently, uh, because the Flash and Supergirl and Batwoman and all that stuff uh, were on a hiatus, and then they just extended the hiatus. But apparently, they're going to be back by April first. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. the show, the like the airings of them. Yeah, they're gonna start oh, airing new ones. Um, oh, hold on. Uh, the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow will be the first DC shows to come back. Oh, on Tuesday, April twenty first. Sorry, okay. I didn't oh, see okay. the two in front of it. Um, the following Sunday will be Batwoman and Supergirl. Oh yeah, I'm looking at that right now. That's how I know there's injustice in the world. Is that Legends of Tomorrow is still airing during the middle of a virus crisis? <laughs> there's so much that I'm reading right now that we can just like run through all through all this stuff like uh, the first one that caught my eye was where is it at uh, there we go uh, first eight minutes of Sonic the Hedgehog and deleted scene are now online I, I have to go check that out oh yeah I've, that reminds me too uh, the G.I. Joe series at least part of the first season is released on YouTube now like legally mm -hmm. I saw that also okay. in G.I. Joe news, the G.I. Joe classified came out and they're the original uh, like one. Uh, what is it? One point eight scale G.I. Joe's. But they're uh, they have more joints that move and they're highly detailed. 
and I'm I'm like I want the Snake Eyes one right now. I've been like looking at trying to order one. Those places making those like the NECA stuff too is just like it's amazing, and they're totally like aiming for us at our age. Absolutely, because, <laughs> because oh my like, gosh, even the box and just all the whole packaging like who ca- kids don't care about that. Mm-hmm. They and they had that. all the Ninja Turtle stuff from the movies. They did like all the way down. To, I think they did Danny. Like in the first movie, oh. like the kid, I, I have to look it up. I'm not sure. Man, but I, that's a they did like a foot soldier. They did April. They did, you know, they did all this crazy stuff. Like, holy crap. Like this. And they look good. Like people they were doing do. stop motion stuff with them. Their Hasbro's <laughs> been turning them out. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. See, but they're, they can't even keep them in stores. They're so sold out. See, that's mm-hmm. part of the creativity that I'm kind of excited to see is that you mentioned stop motion with action figures and stuff. Yeah. I've seen a couple creators that have been like meaning to delve into like not maybe stop motion or just like things that they wouldn't normally do, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you know, doing little skits with your action figures, it might yeah. be stupid, but it might be cool. And now's the time you're able to try that, right? I'll mm-hmm. have to remember what Instagram it is, but I follow this one guy that sets up uh, his scenes. So he'll have like the new Batman armor with the like the glowing eyes Batman in the what was a Batman v Superman. We got a glimpse of that armor. Mm-hmm. Uh it's him in front of the bat sign on top of the building and he takes a picture and it's really cool. It's all edited out. But then he ne- the next picture in the slide shows how he set it up in his house and how all this stuff is miniatures is crazy. Yeah. It's so cool though. You can do like welcome to Marwin, but just action figures. Actually speaking of Zack Snyder also, I saw in here opens up about uh, Wonder Woman origin and his five movie plan. And then there's also, I think there's a commentary he did for Batman v Superman. I know that's not like the best geek movie right now, but he supposedly says a bunch of things that are secret to the movie and like stuff that we wish we knew or was in the movie. So far, so much, I think he says something about wanting to do his own cut and releasing his own cut. Ooh, Snyder oh, cut. The Snyder cut. Uh, There's like a, a very vocal group of people on the internet for the Snyder Cut, and oh my <laughs> gosh, I could care less. I mean, and it I'm makes me go ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say it makes me like even more not want not like him, and that, like I don't even know who the dude is like in in real life. Like, but I just not a big fan of how every single movie is dark and brooding and looks like it's three hundred. Mm. Yeah, it's been a rough few years for that dude. Um, we actually briefly had an interaction with him at a friend's comedy show. It's a whole other thing. We could tell you the story on another live stream or something. Mm-hmm. But um, between like all the DC movies he's in being involved with, except for Wonder Woman, or like all the DC movies he directed, like just tanking and um, like his, his uh, kid, you know, dying and, yeah. and then like this happening, like it, it like, it's just not this <laughs> guy, man, just can't get a break. Nah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I do wish he would like kind of let go of like, the past of the Batman stuff and everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, DC went the other way as like a Feige kind of just oversees everything in Marvel. Mm-hmm. But like DC was like, let's just put Zack Snyder in charge of everything. And like, just he'll shoot everything. And then like after, you know, Batman for V Superman was like, meh. And mm-hmm. Superman, like, I mean, the casting and everything was great, but like the movie was kind of lackluster. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That was the first movie ever. So I saw it with my brother and Vince. I think we were in Tennessee. And I was so confused throughout the whole movie. And then 
Peter, my brother, and Vince were explaining things to me based off like the Injustice video game and stuff. Mm. And I was like, why did I have to play the video game to know about this movie? <laughs> and then I didn't mind it. I was just confused. And the movie ended. And I was like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then the more I thought about it, the more angry I got. So I don't want to make sense. Like, why did that happen? What the? What? 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 <laughs> to the point where like a week later, I was like, ugh. No. Wait. Are we talking about the Justice League? Well, you could say about that too. That was, I was I was talking about Batman v Superman, but Justice League, <clears throat> dude. Like I guess we can talk about it now. But like we went to an early screening like a month or two before they came out, mm-hmm. and then you know in the feedback we gave we're like, don't release this. <laughs> yeah, Man, I just recently watched it again because I had never seen it with the full effects and everything. The version we saw wasn't done. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we saw it with. Uh, um, Superman still had a little bit of facial hair and the mocap dots on his face, and <laughs> Cyborg's animations weren't finished yet. That probably looked better than what the Superman's face looked like afterwards, to be honest. Because like the first shot is like obviously him, like someone is using like a fake camera phone to shoot it, mm-hmm. and like the first shot is like his face, and I was like, "What is up with his face?" <laughs> like just funny, immediately um, off the bat, I'm like, "Oh wait, I don't know which video it is, but Corridor Digital references it." Mm-hmm. And they talk about how like the biggest thing that they couldn't believe that a professional CG artist didn't catch in that is the way the muscle, the, like the muscle in the upper lip moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's the thing that makes it weird for everybody. Like they, yep. if they would have done that right and had really crappy texture, people would have been more forgiving of it or something. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool to know. But I'll, you know, the frustrating thing about that is that whole scene, almost every time the facial hair was re- re- uh, replaced or, or like covered up, the scene was unnecessary to have him reshoot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, even like that scene where you're talking about the camera phone thing, like you see that and you, spoilers, I guess, if you were going to watch Justice League, but don't um, the, the, <laughs> that scene leads you to believe that later on you'll arrive at a scene, you know, where Superman's going to inter- interact, you know, be on Snapchat or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I remember right, I think by the time that scene came along, it would have made more sense for Wonder Woman to have been the one on camera at the yeah. beginning of the movie. It, it was, was a like, weird scene at the beginning. I was like, why is this even here? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I just I was not a fan of Justice League outside of the couple really cool, like well, Wonder Woman to me in this in Justice League was what Quicksilver was in the last couple X Men movies. Yeah, you know, it was just like, well, that scene was really cool. I'm gonna look that up on YouTube later, but I do not want to watch this movie again. Yep. <laughs> it, That's it gonna so be bad. pushed back too. The new the sequel is gonna be pushed back. So which sequel? Wonder Woman. Well, so that's one thing. I I heard that they're considering doing a digital release for that as well. Oh, uh, well, it says Wonder Woman's pushed back to August is what it says. So I yeah, don't know. So that, if... was, that was before. And then um, shortly after, I don't know if it's because Onward or something, but they're, they're considering, depending on how long this whole pandemic thing goes, mm-hmm. um, to do a digital release. Um, but once again, it's like nothing's kind of finalized. Also, I have a feeling it's going to be a domino effect. Yeah. Like, once one the... does it and it goes well, they're just going to all do it. Yeah, because um, I think the numbers came back for NBC Universal doing the $20 rentals. Mm-hmm. And they learned that it, that business model doesn't work. And oh yeah, so twenty dollars rentals was a no for me. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. thank you. I'll wait till I can buy it for twenty dollars. Yeah, so I, I guess that's what the thing with Disney, you know, doing onward was like. Okay, for twenty bucks, someone will buy it, and then mm-hmm. they apparently they made enough money that they were like, we're really happy with this. Um, it'll be interesting though if they ever release those numbers to see how crazy you know they are. Because we also don't know what those number like if if what number would make them think that it was worth doing a digital release. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, if they, they do, let's say like, I don't know if these are the only movies in line, but let's say if Mulan does really well, mm. you're like, okay, let's do Black Widow, and then Black Widow kills. I, I almost certainly would think, unless someone's stupid, they'd be like, well, Black Widow killed on the home release, let's just do Wonder Woman like next month. Yeah. Um, Did you see oh, that uh, oh, Ryan Reynolds is kind of maybe being interested in a live action Dragon's Lair movie? Yeah, he keeps circling that script. Oh, that's awesome. He would I, fit that so perfectly too. I kind of have I love and hate the idea like at the same time because I feel like Hollywood just goes, "Hey, what's what's something old that we can uh <laughs> we can use to get people in the theaters or, or get people's money." And like, "Dang yeah. it, they get me every time." Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind nostalgia bait. I I just really I I like it better with someone like Ryan Reynolds or somebody that like gets it yeah. in charge. I want to see his movie, the one where he he's an NPC or whatever. That looks end. hilarious and yeah. it's awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah, it looks like it'll be if they do that as a home release. It looks like that would be like a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah, you know that would feel good just buying it or renting it or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if the I I um I think I agree with all you guys. Like I think the rental thing is not going to go. Not for twenty dollars. No way. I would but... rent it for like five bucks. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen though for a digit for a theatrical release. You know. Mm. Yeah, like for Agreed. a movie that was created for like the theater and under that box office model, um, hmm. I don't think that they'll do like a five dollar rental. I mean, um, even if I it mean, was sold for twenty five dollars, I'd still, I might still consider buying it, um, probably for like twenty five bucks. Like uh, Black yeah. Widow, you know, if if they said, hey, uh, we're not going to release Black Widow for actual purchasing for you know six months now for DVDs because I get everything on Blu Ray anyway, but. Mm-hmm. If they were to say, "Hey, we're gonna wait till then," and it was like thirty-five dollars, I'd mm-hmm. consider doing it. I mean, like I'm like, okay, well, that's a little bit, a little bit of extra money, but I would have been in the theater anyway, I guess, and I want to see it before I get spoiled by someone else. So, yeah, 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 it make it makes sense. Like, especially because like some now some of the Blu-ray like 4K stuff and everything is thirty-five bucks anyway, even if it's after theaters, you know. Yeah. So like to have it or i like the idea you mentioned about the comic books thing it'd be cool if movies did that if it was like okay i could um well amazon used to have this for cds when mm-hmm. cds were still a thing if you ordered a cd you could get the digital like immediately and then the cd would just ship to you when it shipped to you they don't still do that uh, i'm assuming maybe i just didn't even know people buy cds anymore <laughs> i think we got one like last christmas and they still did uh, it okay, like we cool. bought we actually bought it for someone else and we still got the <laughs> i was like well all right it's an mp3 but i could listen Very to cool. it on spotify <laughs> the uh that actually that, that reminds me when we were talking about the the comic book shops and tattoo parlors and stuff maybe not making it mm-hmm. um that was like a minor like uh kind of setback for music and movies is that those aren't being shipped in during the month of march to amazon mm-hmm. so it was kind of tough but i think the misconception though was that record stores were like no still buy from our amazon store because we're sh- shipping directly it's just yeah. stuff that went through the amazon warehouse <laughs> so i guess if you see your favorite comic book shop on amazon still order from them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because it might be the only business they have right now. Truth. Man, um, that's crazy to think. Is there anything else in the superhero news stuff? Oh, I mean, you can go through other stuff if we want to. I mean, yeah, uh, there's a ton of stuff in there. There is actually quite a, quite a bit of stuff that's going on. I mean, uh, the virus actually de- probably delayed Black Adam's production. Um, I mean, I saw that uh, Lock and Key got their renewal for the next season. Yeah, I haven't watched that full first season, but my daughter really loved it. I'm um, super excited because uh, Castlevania got a new season. Yeah? Yeah, that whole thing has been so dope. 
I've watched a little bit of it and I was like, wow, this is really kind of like it's gory. Know. Yeah. <laughs> and not just gory, it's very I don't know, I wouldn't say like Satanist, but you know, there's a lot of imagery that's yeah. Like, and it's someone that's a Christian isn't very comfortable normally just being like, that's cool. Like, and it's <laughs> vulgar. Yeah. So, I love it. <laughs> I, I get yeah, it though. Man. It's vampires, so like yeah. I think it makes sense. And a Belmont. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of like, uh, uh, I think we mentioned this last week, but like I'm kind of excited to see where animation goes in the middle of all this because mm. it's probably one of the few productions that can keep going relatively, right? Mm. You know, I don't know yeah. the animation industry in the large sense, but I know like as YouTube, like YouTubers that animate, they're like business as usual. You know? Yeah. If anything, they're getting consumed more. Um, but I, I would love to see some of that stuff. You know, kind of make a like you know something i haven't seen castlevania but everybody loves it so i'm excited like well there there's no at least right now like you know huge delay on that mm-hmm. and stuff you know it's like oh renewed we're still gonna be able to do that you know yeah 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 um speaking of violent uh, animations though like we're maybe a week or two away from scorpion's revenge mortal kombat legends coming out there you go i am like pre-ordered to hell with that um i'm so excited because i saw the red band trailer <laughs> it's so gory and I just got done reading the MKX comic books, mm-hmm. and it has been a while since I sat down and read 36 you know, issues of a comic book. It's perfect time to do it. Yeah, right. I did All it right. in one day, and I interspersed it with playing video games and working, right? Mm. And um, every time, I I don't know if this is just comic books in general, because I thought they were kind of violent when I was a kid. Mm. Like I was like, holy crap. And then every issue just kept upping the ante in the finale of the MKX comics, it was like, I could not even have fathomed this level of violence and like uncomfortableness. That it was, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, like, I think you go in with some sort of like desensitization and you're like, you're like, okay, they're going to get their spine ripped out. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like I, I've, I thought like when I was younger, the comic books were also really gory and violent too. But like, you know, I looked at some stuff. I rebought some stuff that I had when I was younger and I was like, this actually isn't that like, it's kind of weird you know like even when wolverine's like uh adamantium gets like ripped out of his body like you don't get to you don't see a lot of it it's kind of weird mm-hmm. you know speaking of that uh, like the violence in in comics there was a magazine called monster magazine back when i was you know in the 80s and uh monster magazine had this cartoon in it that or like you know it wasn't a cartoon it was a comic book of, of a female ninja assassin and uh, the graphics in that stuff was just so gory; it was ridiculous. I wish I, I'll have to find that for you. Mm. We should uh, we should definitely like watch a movie, like for next yeah. week or something. Yeah, I guess this this is a good um, point to start kind of wrapping up, but also talking about future plans. Mm-hmm. Like, so we had run some ideas um, that maybe we yeah, we'll watch movie a movie or two, and then do episodes about that, and also maybe like some series. I, I mean, I could totally imagine rewatching some of the animated series of X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> also to look look forward to the future. I'm not sure if it'll be necessarily next week or the week after, but sometime in the near future, we'll have Ron Wasserman on, the composer mm-hmm. of the Power Rangers theme song. Nice. So stay subscribed and follow. I don't know what it is for podcast. Follow, subscribe, whatever. To that, because that's coming up. Yeah, I, I talked to uh, Ron the other day, um, and he's totally jazzed about it. Also, it's going to coincide with uh, RKVC. We're finally releasing the Power Rangers video that we shot two years ago. Nice. <laughs> I'm just like rewriting some of the script parts um, and then we're going to shoot it. I just got to get creative because now we can't go to the locations of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we have the time to work on it. So we're going to do that. And uh, yeah, Ron is really, really cool. Um, no filter. So <laughs> a lot of really 
fun and unfiltered stories. <laughs> uh oh, we might have to switch to that. Uh, uh, was it? There's like an adult language kind of thing for uh, Apple I'm, podcasts. <laughs> I'm 90 percent sure that's going to happen just because of what we had to edit out for the family friendly thing on YouTube. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it, he's he's great, and he uh, we've been meaning to catch up for a long time, and it took this you know, quarantine to to make it happen. So uh, I'll be coming up soon. And um, yeah, the movie stuff. I guess maybe leave a comment like, what should we watch? Yeah. Like, I know there were some ideas. Like, did you guys have any ideas? I thought the X Men animated series, at least to some extent, would be kind of fun. True. Um, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, and I, I think it's good to look at it before we see the new version. But Tank Girl. Like, oh, I, don't, wow. I don't think you guys have, you said you'd never watched it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. It's I, I amazing for a 90s movie. Like, it's hilarious. It's got, like, a retro vibe. And it was like, a you know, it's it's a still a comic. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. That, that chick, too, is hilarious. Oh, yeah. She's uh, she's in a bunch of name? movies in the 90s, man. She was in, like, In she, the Army and Now. and Shore were, like, yeah. buddies. In the Army Now. She was in. Uh, oh, that what, was it with her and Pauly Shore. Yeah. And uh, what's the softball movie? Uh, a League of oh, Their Own? Yeah, League of Their Own. She was like the main oh. girl. Gotcha. So, or the main girl's sister. Yeah, the, the younger, shorter sister, yeah. But she's in a ton of stuff, and she even does voice acting and stuff now. So I can't remember her name, which is funny. Uh, yeah, I was she did great. Trying to find that out. Did you have a pick? Uh, I mean, all of those sound awesome. I don't really have anything right now. You go over Street Fighter, maybe? I have not watched that in a hot minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, we could totally do that. Lori Petty. Yeah, that's her name. Um, yeah, I mean, we could. God, you know, it'd be hilarious is to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yes, <laughs> I've actually. I don't think I've ever actually seen the full thing. I've only seen clips of like all the horrible things about it. You've seen it. The. I mean, it is like it is so difficult to watch. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm such a huge fan, and I didn't love the first movie. But for the 90s, I was like, this is what we get. I'm content. I'm happier with the Mortal Kombat movie than the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. But then Annihilation came out, and I was like, uh, how, what level of, like, terrible can we take? Can they take this to? <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they green screened the skies for some reason, and then put characters in different frame rates. As and, I was saying, my favorite part is the frame rates, where, like, they're, like, turning in, like, a normal frame rate, and the other guy's following and falling in, like, a slow-mo frame rate. It's right. weird. Yeah, and that like just all the I don't know. We can save this for if we end up doing that episode. But I guess <laughs> put your com- the comments in and yeah. maybe vote on one of the suggestions or something. But there's a there's a whole slew of ideas out there um, and stuff. But yeah, that's that's the that's kind of like the future ideas. But also we're open to ideas about yeah. stuff. We like ideas. Ideas are good. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Well, you want to wrap up, Vince? All right. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll catch you in the next one. We'll see you. Next time on Yellow Spandex. <laughs> Those birds, man. <laughs> you would think it's like six in the morning here. It's like a zoo or something, you know? <laughs> like you're in an aviary. <laughs> and he's like a car alarm. <laughs>